Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're going to be learning a blot and a half, and we will not be learning tomorrow night as I will be out of town, and we will be learning a blot and a half as well Tuesday night, then we'll be all caught up. Three lines from the bottom, it's high enough at base. Here we go. Tashma, we learned in a brisa. Let's say that a person was using boards of cedar as schach, and they, they are four tfachim wide. It seems to be from this brisa, everybody holds that that board would make four, four pasal schach. But if it's less than four, so 3.8 fachim wide of cedar wood, then Rav Meir Posel, the Rav Yehuda, Machshir Machlokas in the Tanoim. On the top of Yudches Medalef, and this line is going to be the focal point of this brisa for us, that if between the boards of four of cedar, you have a plank of cedar that's 4.2, then you have a blank spot, which you fill in with kosher schach, and then another board that's 4.2. So if you have between the 4.2 boards, you have neser, a blank space, you put a kosher schach there, now that's difficult to understand, that if the boards are 4.2, they should be psul because we learned in our Mishnah that if it's 4.2, it should be puzzle. So it says the Gemara as follows. According to the Shita, like we saw, this was one version of Rab we saw on Shabbos, that he holds that Schach puzzle is 4.2. And anything less than four is going to not necessarily be schach pasul. So because he says it's 4.2 amos, it's, very, it's a large amount. So then mishum our case over here is kosher. When you have cedar plank and then kosher schach and then cedar plank and then kosher, that's fine. Because everything is way less than four amos. It's only four tvachim. But according to the one who holds that really schach is pasul, even when it's in the middle of the sukkah and even if it is... Uh, even if it's only four tfachim, why would we ever have a sheet to say that it's kshera? Namely, the top line that says umoda reb meir that if you do cedar plank kosher schach cedar plank, but the cedar planks are four point two. But according to the one who says that four point two is puzzle, how can you say here that it's kshera? That doesn't even make any sense. It's a great question. It says the Gemara five lines down. We're dealing with a nukimta. A nukimta is a very specific type of answer, and basically the answer works like this. No, no, no. This case is different because it's very particular. Why is this case particular? We're dealing with a sukkah that is exactly eight tvachim. Says the Gemara as follows: The Yahiv Neser. Upsal, Veneser, Upsal, Veneser, Upsal. You have the following from one side of the sukkah, Mehai Gisa, you have plank, schach, plank, schach, plank, schach. Okay, that brings us to the middle. Plank, schach, plank, schach, plank, schach. And then from the other side, Veneser, Upsal, Veneser, Upsal, Veneser, Upsal, Veneser, Upsal. From the other side, Mehai Gisa, Dahavulu, Shnape, Salim, Beemta, Veika, Hechsher, Sukkah, Beemta. Yes, you're right. When it's 4.2, it's a big problem. But how is the sukkah structured? So from the outside, you have planks of wood, kosher schach, planks of wood, kosher schach, planks of wood and kosher schach. In the middle, you have enough for a kosher sukkah. And because you have enough for a kosher sukkah in the middle under the kosher schach, even though the planks are more than four tfachim, it is still considered kosher, a very uh, narrow answer as it were, but it does help to get out of the problem. Omar Abaye. Abaye says, going back to a sugi we learned about, remember we spoke about yesterday on Shabbos that Avir, that open space in a sukkah is more chamor than schach pasal, because open space in a sukkah, Avir is pasal with only shlosha tvachim, and schach pasal 
actual tzvach that's invalid is going to be puzzled with four tzvachim, according to those who hold tzvachim. So it says the Gemara, Amar Abay, Avir Shlosha B'Sukkah Gdola. If you have a space of three tzvachim in a large sukkah, larger than the minimal size of seven by seven, Umiatu, and then Umiato, you made it smaller. You took the empty space and you added stuff to it. Bain Bekanim, that's kosher schach. Bain Bishipudin, no matter what it's made out of, have a mute. That will minimize the sukkah. But Besukkah Tana, where the minimum shear is seven by seven, so then bekanim have a miut only if it is wood kosher schach that's placed in the avir, but bishipudim lo have a miut. The hanimili and this only applies min hatzad. It only applies up against one of the walls. Aval ba'emta. But had it been that the avir was in the middle of the sukkah, kligi ba rav acha ve'ravina. This is a machlokas in the amurim between rav acha and ravina. Chad amar yesh lavud be'emta. V'chad amar ein lavud be'emta. What a fascinating shaila. Let's say that you have in the very center of your sukkah, a pocket where there is no schach. It's a square and it is less than three by three tzvachim. Let's talk in, in our metrics. Instead of it being one foot by one foot, it's 10 inches by 10 inches. Can you sit under that spot? Let's talk in halachic terms. Do we say lavud when the hole in the sukkah is dead center? Or do we only say lavud when, it is, uh, when it's approximating to a wall or to a floor or to a ceiling? Because here we have no lines of demarcation. It's a hole. So if it's right above me, I'm sitting in the middle of my sukkah, I'm looking up and I see that there is a perfect square, 10 inches by 10 inches. Do we say lavud in the middle of a sukkah? Does lavud only work when there is a clear line of demarcation, such as a wall or a floor or a ceiling? That is a machlokas. Well, a slight question. When you sure. say lavud and it's good and it's near a wall, are you still not able to sit under that? Spot? No, you are, because it's mamish sukkah. That's the halacha the Moshe Misina, is that it would count. So then even here where there's mamashol, you could sit there, no problem. Nobody's that skinny anyways, but still, I mean, you're, nobody's actually like 10 inches by 10 inches. That, that, that doesn't really work. But in theory, it would it would be mutter to sit under that spot because it's lovely. It's all as if it's, it's, as if it's totally solid. And that would be the same thing by walls. Like if the wall is close to the ground, it's mamash a wall. It's a dofen. It has the same halacha. But here we don't have those lines of demarcation. So the Amorim, they, they argue about this. We're one third of the way down. Yesh lavud. Chad amar yesh lavud be'emtza. V'chad amar ein lavud be'emtza. And now we're going to look at the various marimakomos to indicate whether or not, or I should say as to why each of these opinions hold, yes, there is lavud in the middle of a sukkah, or no, there isn't. My time of demand amar yesh lavud be'emtza. What is the Marimakom that supports the Shita and the Amoraim that says, Yesh Lavud Be'emsa, that if you're sitting in the midst of your sukkah and there's a 10 inch by 10 inch hole right above your head, that you are still allowed to sit. There's a Tanya because the Brisa writes, Kora, where let's go to Hilchos Shabbos. Uh, this is back to Maseches Ervin. Kora, you have a beam. Uh, so let's say you have a case like that. You, uh, you have your opening, you have your opening to uh, your particular uh, mavui, um, and it's too far apart. So what you do is you have a beam going from this purple edge here, but it doesn't quite make it to the blue edge, right? So the beam goes, it's, it's long, but it's not long enough. So then what, is the, what does the Brysa say about that? Almost halfway down, the Brysa says over there, v'chein, uh, and similarly that case, v'chein, shte koros, if you have two beams, achaz yotzimikosel zeh, one coming out of the purple magnetile, v'achaz yotzimikosel acher, and one coming out of the other magnetile, v'ein anogos be'emtza. But there's less than three tzvachim. Do we say lavud? 
That's a great sampling because it's not near the wall. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a similar case with common denominators. So the Gemara wants to know, does that work? And what does the Brisa say? That even though it's true that they're not touching, if pachos mishlosha, then you don't need another beam. Beautiful marimako. That supports the shita that says that in the middle of your sukkah, mamish the middle of your sukkah, love would still works. However, shlosha, if the gap between the two koros extending from our uh, our very very open mavui are more than three tefachim apart, so then the Bryce is not willing to go that far. Obviously, so this is a very good marimakom to support the idea that love would works even without the classical lines of demarcation of walls, floors, or ceilings. So what does the other shita do with this? Ve'idach. What is the dissenting opinion, the one who says that Lava doesn't work in the middle of the sukkah? What does he do with this brisa? Says the Gemara, Ve'idach, shiny koros, de Rabbonon. <laughs> We've seen this answer already, that when it comes to the halachos of Erevin, the whole sukkah is de Rabbonon. To violate the iser de Oraisa of carrying on Shabbos, you got to be pretty brazen. It's not simple. You need to be in a place that's a definite Rishus HaRabim. And according to the Gemara, there are a lot of parameters. It has to have a road that's mefulash, tezayin almost wide, is mefulash from one big, beginning of the city to the end of the city. In Chicago, we have Western Avenue, which cuts the whole city. It's a very long, what'd you tell me, Dad? It was once like 150 miles. I think it's a very long street. It's a very long street. It cuts all the way through. But do we have a concentration of 600,000 Jews within a very tight, narrow spot of 12 mil by 12 mil, which is approximately a little bit less, 12 square miles. No, that's a lot of people. We don't have that kind of concentration. And maybe in New York City they do, but New York City, a lot of the postgames said it's an island and the, the banks that go into the water off of Manhattan are, are, are steep enough. All of it to, to violate the Isser Darais is very difficult. This is all a Dinder Abanan. You're carrying it a Mabui. It's a Dinder Abanan. I'm not minimizing the Isser. I'm just saying that it's a lower level of Isser. So, therefore, says the Shita that says that you're not allowed to use Labud in the middle. Okay, you can't bring a Raya from the world of Erubi Chatzeros, from a Mabui. It doesn't, it doesn't even count. Okay, now, halfway down, my time at Demand Damar ain't Labud Be'emsa. What's the Mari Makum that supports the Shita? That there is no love in the middle of a sukkah. So says the Gemara, this is a sugya of Tumavitara, Ditnan. The Mishnah writes, Aruba, Aruba, Shebabais. Let's say you have a skylight in your house, Uva, Poseach, Tefach, and it is one Tefach by one Tefach. Tumavabais, if there's a mace in the house, so because of Tumas Ohel, Kulo Tame, everything in the house is Tame. However, Masha Keneged Aruba, that which is directly on the up-down uh, axis, that which is directly underneath that aruba, the halacha is tahor, because it's uh, there's nothing. It, it can go straight up to the shamayim. It's clean. Tuma keneged aruba. What if the mace is opposite the aruba? Remember, we know that tuma is uh, when it comes to a mace is etzem kisora. Even a very small amount of, of a person's bone could create for tuma. So under those circumstances, what if the um, what if the uh, tuma is keneged aruba? Tuma babayis kulotame mashneg. Okay, tuma keneged aruba. We're halfway down yudchesem aleph. If tuma is keneged the aruba, if the mace or the the body part that is is directly under the aruba under the skylight, then kolabayis kulotahor because there's no ohel above it. Right? There's no ohel. It just goes straight up, and the tuma goes straight up. You can't walk over it. But from the sides, no problem at all, and the stuff in the house doesn't become tummy. Says the Gemara, Ein What if it's a smaller hole? So the halachos don't change that much, but Tuma Babayis Keneged Aruba Tahor. In that case, if it were to have been directly under the skylight, still Tahor. Tuma Keneged Aruba Kol Habayis Kulo Tahor. 
Uh, and if the Tuma, sorry, I said that wrong. Sorry, Tuma Babayis, yeah, Tuma Babayis Keneged Aruba Tahor, Tuma Keneged Aruba Kolabayis Kulo Tahor. How do you answer that question? What do we see from here? We saw that the, uh, the Tefach al Tefach is not considered loved and closed. Because if the Tefach al Tefach on the ceiling was considered closed, the whole house would have been Tame. But you said that if the mace was directly under the Aruba, then the tumor would go up to the Shemaim. Why don't we close it one by one tefach in the middle of the roof? So the Gemara therefore assumes, according to the Shita, it must be that there's no lavud in the middle of a ceiling or in the middle of a sukkah. So what does the other Shita do with that? V'idach says the Gemara, you can't learn anything from tumor v'tara. The rules are not normal rules. V'idach says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, shiny hilchos tumor, this is a tradition that we have, okay, whatever the Shaila is here about the Marimakomos, but the point is that tumor is a very unique halacha. Says the Gemara, Darash Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi, Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi was giving shir, and he gave shir, quoting basically our Mishnah, which we have on the top of Yud Zayin Amad Aleph, which speaks about a hole that has a roof in it. And what does he say? Darash Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi, Ba'is shenivchas v'sikech al gabav, kshera, that if you have a house that has a hole in it, and you put schach on it, then you're allowed to sit under that schach. So says the Gemara, Amar lefana Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, hold on one second. Rebbe, when you're giving shear on this topic, you have to give all the rules. You can't just say if there's a hole in your roof, you can put on schach and it's a kosher sukkah. You forgot an extremely important parameter, which is that it has to be dofen akuma within dalad amos from the wall. Rebbe, uh, parish, when you're talking about this, kach pirish abba, we need to say exactly how my father learned, arba amos psula, pachos me arba amos kshera. You left out a key, you left out a key factor. You can't just say if there's a hole in a roof that that no, you have to people people don't know these halachos. You got to be clear when you're giving shear from the pulpit, you got to be clear. So that's what he's saying. If you can't just walk around saying if there's a hole in the roof, it's kosher, you have to be able to say it's only if it's within Daladamos. And then another halacha, Darash of Yehuda Bar Avruma Sharya. Avruma was a particular type of fish. And if you scooped up a whole bunch of fish, the halacha is you're allowed to eat them. You don't have to worry about other non-kosher fish being scooped up in this. Why? Amar, uh, before we get to the why. So Amar Lafana Rabbi Shmuel Brabiosi, Rabbi Shmuel Brabiosi pushed back on this as well. It's not just about the Avruma. It's not just about that particular kind of fish. Rebbe, when you're talking about this, you have to add in all the parameters to help someone understand the halacha. When you're, when you're speaking about this parish, you need to explain, Kach Amar Abba, this is what the halacha is that my father taught. Shel makom ploni asura, shel makom ploni muteris. It depends where the fish is coming from. Depends what you're talking about. Some types of water environments are more susceptible to kosher fish, as the Gemara will attempt to prove now, and some are less so. This is similar to the halacha babayi. This particular fish, which is in Bav Nahara, he gave a location. You can't just say that this fish is going to be kosher without any analysis if other fish are along with it. You don't know. You have to give a location. Some bodies of water are better than others. My time. Why do we have to give the location? Elema, if you want to say Mishum de Maya, because the water is moving quickly, the high dog tame and some some non-kosher fish, cave in the lace chuta shidra, because they don't have a spine, they can't withstand the pressure of the water. That's not a good argument. We see that even when there when there is a case of strong currents, that there are still tame fish in those places. That can't be the reason why we have such a din. You want to say that it's salt water, because some 
uh, well, all diagtames don't have scales. Um, that's not true. But a diagtame doesn't have scales because that's one of the Torah's requirements. Lo you can't say that either because because we see that there are fish that don't have scales that are able to be within these waters. Ella says the Gemara mishum that we're talking about a case where the dirt on the ground, the silt all the way at the bottom of the ground is uh, not a good environment uh, for a diagtame to exist. This isn't it's i'm just i'm saying this now like i've studied biology and anatomy like we have tens of thousands of different species of fish what i'm wondering what they knew to say that a dog tume can't exist in this environment i recently saw a um uh, some type of uh, show on fish that exist in the deepest parts of the world. These crazy looking animals that have see-through heads so they could roll their eyes up, see through their brain, all the way up at predators above them. Things that we are not, it looked like it was out of the, out of the movies. Like it, these are real animals. I'm just wondering when they say all dog tummies, they can't grow with this type of silt. I don't know, like, I don't know how this would play out Lamaisa right now. Can we, is it, let me say this in halachic terms. Is this a halachic assumption that in this place when the silt is in category X, therefore we can assume the fish there are kosher. So I don't know that we'd say that nowadays because not Nishtana Hatzvayim, but we know so much more about the species of fish and, and the environments in which they live. Either way, this was the concern of the Gemara and why Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi pushed back against Rabbi Huda Bar to say that when you're talking about the kosher fish, you have to say what environment it is, what body of water it was. Amar Avina, Ha'idna, and nowadays, to Shavche, because the Shavche will Nahar Eson, Nahar Gamda, Lahasam, Asira. Now that the rivers of Eson and Gamda spill into one location, one of those locations was more kosher fish, one was non-kosher fish. So therefore all of it's a mishkababel and now we can't rely on that at all because all the water is connected. And therefore we cannot be under the assumption that if you pull out of this is a great Shiloh when it comes to tuna fish. This is a great Shiloh because the way that they, uh, the way that they often kept capture tuna is they find a fish of tuna. They find a, a school of tuna. They cast a net, what there's no other fish in there. So if you're a non-Jewish company and less than 160 by volume is a non-kosher fish and they grind it all up. So then it's batel b'shishim and a non-Jew is the one doing the bittel. If a Jew owns the company, that does not work. That does not work because when, if there's a Jew, we have a halacha and shulchan aruch that ain't mevatlan iser lechatchila. You're not allowed to intentionally create a scenario of bittel. Let's say you like the flavor of cheese. So I'm going to put in a little bit of cheese in my chalan. 160, one, one, one hundredth. No, that's usr. Ain mevatlan iser lechatchila. You're not allowed. Only bidiyeved after the fact. I stirred the chalan with my milchik spoon that was a ben yomo. I just stirred. Fine. Okay, fine. We'll be mekel, but it's a kula. We do not allow that intention. These are shilas by tuna fish companies when you're buying foods that are not sold whole like that. Some people are not going to only buy from tuna fish companies because they don't cut the fish unless they see the business scale. Right, right, exactly. But again, when it's not Jewish. So this is why some of the postgame were very lenient on uh, on certain alcohols that required, you know, certain types of glycerin. And not all the glycerins came from kosher animals, but because it was such a small amount, so it was batel. So Ramosha Feinstein, I think this is written in one of his Chuvas Negris Moshe, that he would not on his own drink them, only Bidyeved, if he was in a scenario where if he didn't drink at the Balabas, would have been upset that he didn't have a Lachaim with them, then Ramosha would have had a Lachaim. But in general, he avoided them because he didn't want to partake at all. He didn't want to partake at all. It's a Kula. I mean, it's mutter, it's mutter, it's not a cool, it's mutter, but he didn't want to be a part of that. Uh, but that's, that's the greatness of Poskim, that they can, they can give out the psak and still be able to maintain that level for themselves. 
Okay, we are two lines from the bottom. An Yurches Mrav Itmar. Itmar, a statement always from the Amorim. Sikeich al Gabe Achsadra. We spoke about this in our mission on the top of Yadzayin Amaral. So the case of Sikeich al Gabe Achsadra is where you have a chotzer and all the, where you have a bunch of houses and, uh, and all the houses dump into a chotzer in the middle area. And there are these awnings that come out from people's homes. And then you laid schach from awning to awning, and then all of the chatzer was uh, was covered that way. So this is the layout for those of you who are on Zoom. This is the layout of the. Is this work? Yeah, this works. This is the layout of the uh, uh, of the area. And this area over here, this house is over here. And what would happen is they'd open over here, and then there were awnings. So like there would be an awning from this house and an awning from this house, and they'd lay out slats from awning to awning. And then they would build schach in the middle. So is that space in the middle considered to be a kosher sukkah? Yes or no? That's the Gemara's question over here. That was our Mishnah's question on the top of Yudzayin and Madalat. So it says the Gemara, Itmar al gabe achsadra. If you did that on top of the awnings, and the awnings were the types of awnings, they had support beams. So then, kshera, then the halacha is that that sukkah is considered to be kosher. The sukkah that is within the chater. Right, because that's where the sukkah was built. That's where the schach was put. But if there were no pillars, so then Amar Shera, excuse me, Abaye Amar Kshera, Amar Then we have a machlokas in the Amorim, and here we're going to be introduced more formally to a very important halachic idea, one that um, uh, requires a lot of time in the Rishonim to understand exactly how it works. We'll stay simplistic here due to time constraints, but Abaye. Uh, Abai Omar Kshera, why does Abai say that this sukkah is kosher? Because he says that when you have your chatzar and the awnings are into the chatzar area, he relies on the following top of Yudchesamud Beis, Amrin and Pitikri Yorid Vesosim. Pitikri Yorid Vesosim is let's say that you had this, uh, this uh, magna tile right here and there are four posts standing down, no walls. So the halacha is Pitikri Yorid Vesosim, we halachically imagine that the walls drop to the floor. It's a halach I believe, and that we assume that pitikr yord v'sosim that the walls actually fall down. So when you have your awning, and your awning is partway into the chater, and your other person's awning is partway into the chater, and there's schach in between the two, so we say pitikr yord v'sosim over here. Here's one of the walls of the sukkah. Pitikr yord v'sosim over here. That the mouth pitikr, the mouth of the tikra of the ceiling is yored v'sosim. It goes down and seals off like it's a wall. Right? So that's what Pitikr Yor Vesose means in simplistic terms. And that is why Abaye was of the opinion that in this case of the Achsadra, where the awnings that fed from the bottom into the Chatzar and then Schach was put on top, that's why he said it was Mutter. Rava, however, Rava Amar Psula, Lo Amrina Pitikr Yor Vesose, and we don't say it over here. Amar Le Rava Le Abaye. Rava asks Abaye a great Shiloh. It says as follows. Let me get some green schach. Here you go. Let's make it a three-wall sukkah. What? It's definitely schach puzzle. But, uh, okay, so it says the Gemara as follows. This is the question of... It's green, yeah. Rava says to Abaye, you hold the pitikri, you're the sosin? So let's say the following happened. You had a three-walled sukkah, and then you took out one of your walls. You took out the wall that was in the middle. And what are you left with? A two-walled sukkah, parallel sides. 
So that's the case that he said. According to you who holds that the ceilings just drop to the floor, you have a three-walled sukkah. You remove the middle wall. You can literally see straight through. You're still going to say Let's ask the question the, the right way. How far... Abaye, do you take Do you even say that this sukkah, which now only has two visible walls, but no, don't worry, it's still kosher. Abaye says, no, 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 no. I'm asking that there's an idea of it does not go this far. Abaye says to Rav, I agree with you in that case. I agree with you because if you do it this way, where you have your schach, but only two walls that are opposite one another, parallel one another, that looks like a street that doesn't look like a sukkah that's not a sukkah and there he would not say particular oh, fascinating idea so there are limitations lema maybe we should say that the machlokas that we just saw about particular maybe we should say that it is similar remember abai and rubber fourth century and Rab and Shmuel were earlier, first and really part of second century of the Amoraim. So then maybe we should say that the Machlokas has been plucked to the Rabbi Shmuel Kemifluge. Why? Because the Itmar, the Amoraim, spoke out a case in regards to Hilchos Shabbos. What was the case? Itmar Achsadra Bibika. This case of Achsadra Bibika, you've got a roof and four posts. That's all you have. Are you allowed to carry under it? A roof and four posts? Hilchos Shabbos, not Hilchos Sukkah. So let's see. Rav Amar Mota Rav says you can carry in that gazebo. It has a roof and four posts. De Amrinan you have your regular rule as if there's no roof at all. And what do you get when you're stuck in the middle of nowhere? Daladamos. So it's as if there's no gazebo there at all. So it seems to be that that machlokas overlaps because there Shmuel would say two lines from the bottom. De Lormin and Pitikriyor so as says the Gemara, maybe we should assume that the machlokas that we just saw between Abai and Rav in the fourth century of the Amorim is really just an application of the earlier machlokas of Rav and Shmuel from 75 years ago. It says the Gemara, no way. Aliba de Shmuel, kule alma And this is a, a little bit of a challenging line. The words seem simple, but you really need Rashi here. We're not going to read it inside, but I'll explain it outside. What does Abai hold? I'm sorry, what does Shmuel hold? Shmuel held that in the case of Shabbos, that if you have your roof and four poles, he says there's no pitikr yor v'sosem. So if over here he holds it, there's no pitikr of yor v'sosem, Rashi explains he definitely won't hold it in the case of the achsadra. Definitely not. Why? Because the awning that we are doing pitikr yor v'sosem for in the case of our Mishnah on Yudzayin and Aleph, was the awning was from the house and we dropped a wall. What do we want the wall for? Not the awning, for the outside the awning. Says the Gemara, if Shmuel doesn't allow Pitikra to work under its own wall for itself to carry under here, he's certainly not going to allow Pitikra to build a fake wall over here for something outside of the awning. So that's why the Gemara says, Aliba de Shmuel, Kule Alma, Lo Pligi. Everyone agrees that Shmuel would not carry over this halacha back to Hilchosukha to our case of Achsadra Kipligi. Where would Abaye and Rava argue only within the Shita of Rav? What would the machlokas be? Abaye, who's of the opinion, as we saw, that Pitikr is your same, and Rav, who's of the opinion, and Hilchos Shabbos, Pitikr, your same, they are like one another. The Rava, what would Rava say? Rava, Amar Lach, Adkan, Lo Amar Rav, Hasam, Ela Demechitos, Lachsadra, Hu Davidi. There, by Hilchos Shabbos, when we were talking about the Achsadra that has four poles, 
What would we use Pitikra for? For itself, to be under that roof, to be under that magnetile. That's what you're supposed to do it for. But by in this strange case that I we took, we write the picture of the magnetiles, where you have the batim and the chutz are in the middle and the awnings, and from one awning to and from one awning to another, you put up all the schach. the lav avidi, the walls that the pitikr yod same walls in the case of Yud Zayin and in our Mishnah. It's not even under that roof. It's meant to be external. That, that wall is being used for something separate of the awning. So that's how Rava would say that there is no such machlokas. But, but the Gemara says we have a problem with the sheets of Abaya. Abaya said, Pitikr Yorba Sosem, says the Gemara, wait one second. If Abaya is right that there's Pitikr Yorba Sosem, then our very Mishnah is a big problem. Tznan, we learned in our Mishnah, the Chain Chatzar Hamukefes Achsadra. And if you look back in the context on Yudzayin and Aleph, what did we see on the top of Yudzayin and Aleph? We said at the very top line of Yudzayin and Aleph that Hirchikes Asikuch Min Adafana Shlosha Tvachim Psula, dot, 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 fourth line. And that's Psula, 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 Vachain Chatzar Shimukefes Achsadra. It's Psula. But according to Abai, if there's an awning, why don't we say particularly of Sosin? It should be automatic. So by virtue of the fact that our Mishnah, says it's psula in the case of Achsadra, doesn't entertain it, seems to not work. So that's a kasha in the Gemara. Tanan says the Gemara, fourth line, Yud Testament Aleph, Tanan, the Mishnah writes, V'chein chatzar mukefes Achsadra, there our Mishnah implied that it's possible. But ve'amai, if you're Abaye, then why doesn't our Mishnah assume, Neymah, our Mishnah should have said that it's mutter because it'd be ticker yor same. But our Mishnah doesn't say that, kasha and Abaye. So answers the Gemara, and this is some beautiful achdus where the dissenting opinion supports the person who's being questioned. Says the Gemara, Tir Gemara Rava Aliba de Abaye. Rava says, no, no, no. I know what Abaye meant. Beautiful to see this when you're in a machlokas. Great way to lower the temperature in a machlokas is to use the other is to support the. I, I hear what you're saying. There's a Mishnah that says like you, right? So that's what's happening here. So the Gemara says. How can Abaye fit with our Mishnah? Our Mishnah doesn't use in Pitikr Yod Vesosim when it could have or should have. So Rava says, in order to explain Abaye, Kishehishve es Kiruyo. So what are we talking about over here? We're talking about a case where you have your awning that's sticking out. And what have we been speaking about so far? You take a piece of wood, you put it on top of one awning, you extend it across the yard and put it on top of another awning. But if there was a way to set it up where the schach was shove, it wasn't on top of, it was literally the same exact height. The schach that you put in, was not above the schach that you put in was literally equal. So that's what the Gemara says is the answer here. That's what Rava says. And the Gemara says, When the schach is exactly the same height as the awning, even Abaye would say that there's no particular Yerva Sosim. That's our Mishnah Yudzayin Amadal. And that's how Rava through that's how Rava explains Abaye in order to make sure he still fits in our Mishnah. Now, Vesura, in the city of Sura, Masni Lahashmaisa Everything we just saw was how this whole sugya was taught in the city of Sura. However, and we've seen this templating before, in Pumpadisa things were different. But Pumpadisa Masni, they taught the following, much different than we just saw. This is already different. That if the awnings that are in, in the chatzer and on those awnings, the schach is extended from one awning to another, if there are no posts holding them up, then but but if in fact there are posts, so then that's where we have our machlokas, 
This is very different than our initial framing of this conversation, because if you look at the very bottom of Yudches Medalev, it's not like that. We said that if there are Ptsimen, it's Ksheira, and if there is no Ptsimen, there's a Machlokas. And here we're saying that if there's no Ptsimen, it's puzzle. So there's a whole different uh, framing here. Abaye Omar Ksheira, why does Abaye say that if there are Ptsimen, if there are posts, it's Kasher? Because all the posts are uh, presumed to be close together, and Amrin on Lavud. So we assume that there are standing posts Right, like uh, in the, we have this in our backyard that we have a we have a porch, and all of the uprights on the porch are very close to one another, so that even a kid can't fit their head between there. It's like three four inches, for sure. That's love. It. That's a solid wall in halacha. No question about it. It's breezy, but it's a solid wall. So that's why Ra Abaye says that if there are pitzimen, if there are posts that are close to one another, that that would be kosher. That would be a, a valid wall. But Rava Amar Psula Lo Amrin and Lavud. We don't say Lavud in this case. However, says the Gemara, this version in Pumpadisa was incorrect. And the appropriate version is the version that we learned on the bottom of Yudches Amar Aleph and wrapping over to the top of Yudches Amar Beis to say that the Machlokes is where there are no pitzimen. That's where the machlokas actually is. Okay, very good. Says the Gemara, let's, uh, let's apply this uh, conversation that we've just been discussing to a story. Ravashi, Ashkechei Rav Kahana. Ravashi, Ravashi saw that Rav Kahana was the Kamesakech al Gabe Achsadra. He was using an Achsadra to hold up some of his Sha'in lo Ptsimen. And there were no posts on that Ptsimen. So that can't be version two in Pumpadisa. It has to be version one, because version two says that everyone agrees that it's possible if there's no Ptsimen, if there's no posts. So Amar Lei, Ravashi says to Rav Kahana, Lo Savar Mar, I don't understand, Rav Kahana, you don't hold according to Hada Amar Rava, Yesh La Ptsimen Ksheira, Ein La Ptsimen Ptsula. You don't hold of that. So he says, he showed him where the posts were. That we're talking about a case where the posts were in, in a very specific spot. Again, a new kimta, a very uh, chiseled out answer in order to get out of the case scenario to show how, exactly how he how he felt about the machlokas. And it was really like version one of the machlokas in Surah and not like version two in Pumpadisa. And how do we know that as long as uh, this post is there, even if it can't be seen that it's still kosher because of Maseches Eri. We're going to see this throughout the Masechta. Keep, we're going to keep on reaching back in, our, in the annals of, of our learning to say that we've learned this before. And how do we see that here? One third of the way down a little more, Yotes Menalafi, uh, to Itmar, right by the picture. What do we know? That if the uh, lechi that a person is using is visible from the outside, but you can't see it from the inside, as long as it can be seen somewhere as a hacker, you're good to go. And so too over here, as long as you can see the p'simen somewhere. So the halacha is that it does count. And a lechi is similar to the p'simen. They're very similar. So halachically, that is, uh, that is considered acceptable. Okay, we're going to totally change gears now. This sugya will take us to the Mishnah on the top of your Testament base, and then we'll stop for the night. The Mishnah is actually a Tosefta, halfway down at the two dots. We learned about this idea before Tana. We learned in a Tosefta, Psala Yose Minasuka Nidon Kesuka. If you have Psal, this is kosher schach. I know it's confusing because it, normally it's puzzle, but when it's written like this, psal from the word psoles, it is the parts of the grain that are not the grain, and that's kosher kosher for schach. That's why it's called psal. So if you have a kosher schach that extends beyond your sukkah, well, we'll have to see exactly what it means, and it's treated like sukkah. So my psal ayotzimina sukkah. We're going to see four different answers in the Amurayim. Here's answer number one: Amar Ula, Let's say you have bamboo and you're using bamboo as your schach, and it extends beyond the back of your sukkah, let's assume you have three 
a three-wall sukkah and is extending beyond the back center wall of your sukkah. Under those circumstances, uh, we we would say that the sukkah is still kosher. Asks the Gemara, how is it kosher? But, but behind your sukkah, the three walls surround you. If the bamboo shoots are extending over the back of your sukkah, so then what good does that do? That doesn't help anybody. So let's say your sukkah is sideways, okay? So the schach is hanging out over the edge, but there aren't three walls. There says the Gemara, don't worry, bide'ika. Really, there are three walls. We need the sukkah to be a minimum size, seven by seven. If it's not big enough, it's not kosher. Says the Gemara, bide'ika. Don't worry, it's big enough. So says the Gemara, we need it to be that the schach is, uh, is thick. It needs to be more shade than sun. Says the Gemara, bide'ika. Says the Gemara, effectively, what you're saying is that you have two sukkahs, one right next to the other. You have one sukkah in which you're sitting, and you have the schach overlapping into the back one. Congratulations, that's a kosher sukkah. What is the big deal there? So says the Gemara, that's just regular halachos of sukkah. You've got three walls, you've got kosher schach. It's very simple. Says the Gemara as follows. Mahu detema. You might have thought that hold it since the schach that was over the original sukkah was uligavoy avidi, that it was really meant to cover me and my original sukkah. But externally, vilavroy lo avidi, but the schach was meant for sukkah over here, but not this sukkah. So because I had, when I, in my brain, this is the schach, that, this is the sukkah that I sit in, sukkah A. So, okay, there happens to be bamboo that sticks out and it happens to be kosher. So what? That's not my sukkah. So the Gemara says, you might have thought that since it was Ulagavoy, your intention was for sukkah A and not lavroy, not for the external second sukkah, sukkah B, Havamina, that it might not have been kosher. That that's not true. That's answer number one of Ula. Answer number two. Here, we're not talking about bamboo that's sticking out past the back of your sukkah. We're talking about bamboo that's sticking out over the front opening of your sukkah, three walls, and the bamboo sticks out over the front end of your sukkah. Now, for sure, there's no walls there. So it says the Gemara as follows. So it's true that there aren't three walls but one wall is much longer. So the schach does extend. But if you were to look down aerial, you'd only see part of one wall. Is that kosher? So says the Gemara, according to these two Amorayim, that's psal hayote min asukah nidon kasukah. It's mutter to sit under that space. And that's what they say. And says the Gemara, <coughs> What might you have thought? You might have thought that there aren't enough walls. It's not the right shear. That you're allowed to do that. This seems to be a, a valid answer that even though you're not surrounded by three walls, this would be the anomaly, right? It's very rare to be in a sukkah that doesn't have three walls and to say that it's a kosher sukkah. But here we say that it's a kosher sukkah. I'm asking this question on my own. Are we saying pitikr yod v'sosem on the schach on the other sides? Here you have your sukkah. This wall ends short and the wall extends over here. The schach's hanging over. You only have one valid wall. Do we say pitikr on the schach? I don't know. I'm just asking on my own. Okay. Answer number three. We're two thirds of the way down. Yud testament aleph. Says the Gemara, Rabba barbachan amar of Yochanan, We're dealing with a regular sukkah. It might even have four walls which don't drop off of the stender. It might actually be talking about a sukkah that has four walls and you have perfectly, uh, for the most part, perfectly good schach, except that it's a little spotty. Maybe the wind kicked up some of your schach, probably the leafy schach, and what are you left with, says the Gemara, that most of it's still samarubah mechamsa. Most of the schach is concentrated enough that it's kosher where there's more shade than sun. 
But there's a small piece where the sun, where, where, the, where the wind blew a little bit. And that one spot is a little shvach. Says the You might have said that this is going to be a big problem. You can't even sit under this. That is totally fine. Says the Gemara. Okay, I understand the case you're discussing, but why is that called nothing left the sukkah? All you're saying is that within your sukkah, it's a little spotty. Why is that called psalha yotze mina sukkah? Uma yotze. Says Gemara, yotze. Mehechsha sukkah. It's not yotze physically. It's yotze halachically. That that section appeared to not be kosher. Kamash that we're not concerned. Fourth answer. Eight line, nine lines from the bottom of your testament. Ravoshia amar lo nitzrcha ele l'schach pasol pachos mishlosha v'sukkah k'tana. What are we talking about? We're talking about a very small sukkah, seven by seven. And there's schach pasol that's 2.8 wide. Umayotse, fine. You want to say that that's kosher? I understand why you would say that. Umayotse, what does it mean, yotse? Yotse mitora sukkah. We would, have, we would have thought that this was yotse mitora sukkah, and it's in fact not. So maske flora voshia, hold on one second. Lo yehe ela avir. Why would we not use this case even with open schach? Open schach, we said, is more chamor, as we started with today, because open schach is puzzle for only three tvachim, and schach puzzle is, uh, is puzzle by four tvachim. So says the Gemara, ve'avir pachos mishlosha tvachim besukatana mi puzzle. That's not puzzle. That's not puzzle at all. So Amar Lei, Rabbi Abba, zemit staref ve'yashenim tachtav, Says the Gemara, don't worry. We're still going to be able to keep our party line of which is more chamar. The avir, the open space is more chamar because its level of psul is more strict. It's smaller, three tzvachim. And if you have that, even in a very small sukkah, you're not allowed to sleep under it. Masha'enken, if it's schach pasal, you are allowed to sleep under the schach pasal as long as it's two point, uh, as long as it's 3.8 and not four tzvachim. That's considered acceptable. Says the Gemara, umi is there such a, a scenario? Do we have a precedent where something is like the avir and the rest of the schach, where you're not even allowed to sleep under the avir? That means that they're not, they can't mesh together. If the avir is something you can't sleep under and the rest of the schach is kosher, you can combine it to have seven, but you can't sleep under the schach. That doesn't make sense. Why would that be allowed? Would there be a case scenario whereby you have uh, if you have a combination, but but under the Avir Pasa, you're not even allowed to sleep there, says the Gemara. Yes, we do. By mikvah. Absolutely, we do. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak ben El Yashiv. Never seen this name in Shas before. That's because I've never learned Shas before. But the Gemara says in the name, in, in the name of Rav Yitzchak ben El Yashiv, in, we do have this example, turning to the top of your Testament basin. With this, we will close. We have a case of a mikvah. This is quoted in Maseches Vachim. If you have a mikvah that's mostly filled, we know we need 40 saw for a kosher mikvah. And let's say that you have 39 saw of water. And the last saw is tit hanurok. You have this very liquidy type of mud. So says the Gemara, Yochiach, we can bring a proof from there, Shemit Starf Le'arbaim Sah, that that does help to fill in the gaps. However, the Hatovel Bo, but if you were to jump into a mikvah of just liquidy mud, Lo El Salot So we do have a precedent whereby we have a combination of two things where that thing in and of itself would be puzzle. The, the mud, the liquid mud, you cannot go to the mikvah there, but we do count it as the 40th sud, just like in our case, where we have avir, open space, which is chamor and pasal, you can't sleep under it, but it is mitzarif and a sukkah katana to be part of the seven. We'll stop right here. No shear tomorrow. Yes, shear tomorrow night. Uh, no shear tomorrow. Yes, shear Tuesday night, blot and a half. Wednesday, one blot. Uh, Thursday, blot and a half by, by your home. Looking forward to that. And I think we'll stop right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.
Who's in the Texas 